0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Hey, what's good, everybody? It's Cedric Warren, your host of said Talk. Get it, like Ted Talk, but it's me. Couple things, so once again, uh, I'm going to start by saying thank you to everyone who has listened thus far. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, it is so dope to see that people are actually engaged in what, to, you know, what we're saying, what we have to say, what we're trying to do here, so I really appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart as well. Uh, be sure to check out past episodes with the link in our social media bio. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at said underscore talk. So I got my co-host back with me. Uh Justin, say what's up. He's got a microphone now, y'all. So he's official.
0: Yes, I'm official. Happy to take the reins for this preseason episode. Yeah. You know how in preseason football the third string starts.
1: Yeah.
0: And they try not to get cut. So yep. that's me for this episode, y'all. Yeah.
1: We should do a said talk hard knocks i've been watching the one with the rams and the chargers that's like on now the hard knocks would be pretty dope with us
0: (laughs) so let's put it in the uh storage locker
1: cool let's do it all right so for season two y'all we are back with a more structured setup if you will okay so each episode will fall under one of three if not all three buckets so the first one said talk is unapologetically nostalgic three episodes well these episodes will take you back way back back into time. Uh, From your college days to your fourth grade crush, we're going to take you trips down memory lane. Uh, Said talk is unconventionally educational. Learning can be done outside of the classroom too. Uh, With today's society being very digital, we will bring you factual information that you may or may not have known about, sometimes with a twist. All right. And then said talk is undeniably humorous. Uh, Laughter is medicine, and we're here to give you a weekly dose of it. Uh, Laugh with us as we bring you topics that will surely have you sending those LMAO texts to your friends and laughing emojis and fellow listeners. So just be sure to share the episodes with all your friends as well. So for this special episode, this preseason episode, we want to talk about the recent appointment of Kamala Harris as candidate for vice president alongside Joe Biden, who is the pick for president. Uh, Now with us today, we have two guests who are experienced in the political realm, Uh, also both lawyers, pretty dope, so I will let them introduce themselves, and Ivy, will you kick us off?
2: Of course. Hey guys, I'm Ivy, um, the much better half of Justin. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No jokes. jokes. But um, anyways, um, so yeah, I've been practicing law for nine years now. Wow. graduated in 2011 from University of Maryland, um, but before that, before I went to law school in 2008, I actually worked on the Obama for America campaign for a whole year, started in South Carolina, went to seven different states, um, and that was an experience, definitely. So um, with my poli-sci major in um, undergrad, working on the campaign and going to law school, I feel like. Um, Yeah, I feel like I can, you know, basically comment on this in a number of ways. So glad to be here.
1: We appreciate you. And Ivy is a graduate of the University of South Carolina, like all the greats that have blessed this show. So all right, Ethan.
3: Yeah, I'm Ethan. Um, I have been practicing law for almost a year, still in my first year. Here in DC, went to uh, Howard University School of Law. Um, I have some experience working on Capitol Hill. I worked for the late Congressman Elijah Cummings um, on the House Oversight Committee, um, and I've uh, run a couple of uh, political podcasts and kind of just followed politics as an enthusiast, as a scholar, and as a, um, a concerned, you know, citizen as well. And so. Um, very, I feel very uh, excited about the topic and, and eager to discuss.
1: Dope stuff. Well, welcome back. Uh, we appreciate you. I
0: wanted you. to add that Ethan is the now go-to political correspondent for a second. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I think we got to go ahead and make that that moniker. So any any political topics, you'll probably have Ethan on here. So that's that's going to be our go-to guy. Ethan is also back from our part of our South Carolina series where we did the oh, South yeah. Carolina versus North Carolina debate. Uh, Ethan had the opportunity to be from North Carolina, go to school in South Carolina. Uh, so check out that episode. That's one of our last few episodes. I want to say that's episode 27 or 28. So be sure to check that out. All right. So uh, without... Any more introductions, I will let Justin take over and we will get into the discussion on our hopefully new vice president, Kamala Harris.
0: Yes, I mean, so much can be said about Miss Kamala Harris. She is a proud HBCU graduate of Howard University. She's also a member of Alpha, Kappa Alpha sorority.
1: You gotta do the head roll, did you do the head roll?
0: Oh, I, you can't see the hair roll, but I did it. Okay, we got to do the also, head roll. her Ivy because she is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. But yeah, we just want to take time to celebrate this queen for achieving this monumental achievement. And so that's why we have a political uh, know-it-all, and Ethan, and... Of course, you got to have a black woman who is a lawyer and an AK to comment. So we're going to kick it off like this. We'll start with Ivy. What does it mean to you as a black woman for Kamala Harris to be the vice president nominee?
2: Um, For me, as a black woman, um, we've heard so many times that you know. We as Americans, we can be whatever we wanna be, no matter your color, your creed, your nationality, your sex, but we haven't seen it. Um, so I think this is the first time for me as a black woman um, to actually be proud that I'm seeing an example of what people have told us we can do and be for so, you know, so long. Um, I think as a black person, I saw it when Obama was elected, but as a black female, now I'm seeing it um, in Senator Harris. So for me, um, it's a very you know proud moment. Um, my nieces they can see this. It's just it just takes us to another level. So um, being proud, I feel like that's that word is an understatement.
0: So as I mentioned before, Senator Harris is a AKA. So how did it feel when you learned that one of your soul roars? <laughs> What's going to become the vice president nominee? All the emphasis.
2: Um, So, I mean, Senator Harris, yes, she's definitely my soror. And I think her becoming the um, VP nom, this is her story. Like she's definitely making her story. And um, as AKAs, you know, it's such a proud moment and just seeing her accept the vp nomination um it gives me pride and um it gives us renewed hope you know as a um a sorority just as people you know in general but um not only not only is this a proud moment for alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated but i think this is a proud moment for the divine nine because she is the first you know um person that's been a part of the divine nine to be a nominee you know on a big ticket so i think this is a proud this should be a proud moment for all of us um for the fraternities and sororities that
0: are a part of the, the, the divine nine so that it is shout out to the first fam alpha phi alpha and alpha kappa alpha, sorority incorporated <laughs>
1: throws up the phi
0: <laughs> right Ethan. you are a howard alum although you are a law school alum and she's undergrad so those are those are two different hierarchies <laughs> but just off topic, real quick, are you allowed to
3: say "HU"? You know? Oh, we 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 say that, man. It's kind of like you know going to any uh, proud institution. Like once you once you go there, you you feel like you're an alum, even if it's not your undergraduate alma mater. It's you know it becomes part of you. So I very much consider myself, you know, an HBCU grad and all that, and a Howard alum and and a Bison for sure that's what's up alright first question on Kamala does
0: Kamala oh Kamala ooh Lord I would, I would not Kamala would not, would not think. it's the pronunciation it it's is
1: Kamala like the yeah, word Kamala
0: i for the last week and, and then there we go <laughs> does Kamala make you feel better about voting for Joe Biden if you even felt some way about voting for Joe Biden
3: yeah so I was a, a big Biden fan already but um I think uh Kamala's uh, appointment was a very like it definitely sort of solidified you know that I made the the right choice in supporting Biden from from early on um, and you know with all the uh, you know sort of like uh, attention around racial justice this past summer and and all that I just felt like you know he probably would have been you know sort of missing a moment or, or kind of off off tone if if he hadn't um done the right thing and it, and his choice of, of Kamala Harris as uh his running mate and his eventual hopefully vice president. Um for me it just kind of solidified that, you know, this is I made the right choice uh uh supporting Joe Biden early on because, you know, he's the guy I thought he was.
0: Right. And you kinda of touched on it and it leads me to the next question that I'm gonna have for both Ethan and Ivy in this did Joe have to choose a black woman as his vice president? We'll start with Ivy. Okay.
2: So um, for me, yeah, I believe Joe had no choice but to choose a black woman. Um, So two reasons, I think the first reason is to piggyback off what Ethan said. Um, With the current climate, um, what we're seeing now, it demonstrates that, you know, we as black people, Uh, We're gonna yell as loud as we can. We're gonna gather for as long as we can. Um, And, you know, as long as we need to, in order to see not not only justice for our people, but change, you know, for our children, Um, and eventually reparations in some way for our ancestors. So because of the current climate, um, people are listening. So I feel like um, Joe, you know, had no other choice than to, you know, basically answer the call. Um, The other reason I feel like in the past, there are a couple things on the campaign where um, I personally feel like Joe messed up. Like he had opportunities to say some things that he didn't say. Um, So I feel like just like most men in the world, they have to have a strong black woman to clean up a few things. (laughs) I feel like Joe knew he needed a strong black woman to, you know, help clean up a few things that he messed up along the campaign. So, I mean, there's no other, you know, no other choice, no better choice than to pick a black woman. So those are the two reasons. And I'm glad he, you know, answered the call
0: and we'll see how this goes, but I'm, you know, hopeful. Right, so he said, I want you to comment on that question as well as to answer the question, would you have been mad if Elizabeth Warren got
3: the nomination? Okay, so uh, yeah, I think Ivy really, you know, <laughs> uh, said it best. But um, I think that uh, along with those things, especially the last part about about having a a strong black woman that'll that'll really uh, carry water. I mean, that's a lot of the legacy of what uh, black Americans have been doing in politics and throughout American history, um, and specifically for. You know, the Democratic Party in more recent history, like black women have, you know, organized the churches to get out um, to vote and, and uh, been in the community really holding it together. And, and uh, I mean, Joe Biden's uh, campaign specifically, you know, um, and really took a turn in sort of South Carolina in the first couple of primary states. He uh, didn't do so well performance wise and um, got to South Carolina and, and got the first place from, you know, uh, uh, Congressman Clyburn giving him a co-sign and, and a lot of uh, black women activists on the ground there um, really supporting his campaign. And that really is what, what turned the tide for him. And he picked up momentum from there. And so to, to choose a black woman like uh, Kamala Harris um, to be his running mate, I feel like it was a hat tip and a recognition to the fact that, like, uh, black women had a lot to do with him getting to the place he was. Um, for Elizabeth Warren, I think she um, also had a lot of strong uh, 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 really black support in the community and, and um, a lot of support from a lot of different uh, parts of the Democratic Party and, and the larger like, voting electorate that, um, that Joe Biden uh, couldn't quite speak to or couldn't quite uh, inspire in the same way. So I think she could have, um, added some really great things, uh, to his ticket too. Um, but personally, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see, uh, Kamla in the, in the number two seat. Um, but hopefully, hopefully there'll be a place for Elizabeth Warren in the Biden administration.
0: Right. And Ivy, uh, would you like to comment on Elizabeth Warren, who was also in the running with, Senator Harris. And don't be too biased because y'all have the same last name. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. Um,
2: I don't have too much to say um, about it because I feel like the best decision was made. Um, I feel like from day one, when um, Senator Harris dropped out, I definitely remember telling you she did exactly what she wanted to do she got her name out there she became popular and she is in the running you know for VP now so um, I definitely liked a lot of the um, stuff uh, Elizabeth Warren stood for I liked how vocal she was I liked, um, you know how prepared she was to t- I'm not ashamed to talk about you know black stuff basically um, however you know like I said I know for sure you know there's going to be a place for her but I think the right decision was made so um going forward you know i'm more so concentrating on the decision that's made and you know um everything else just kind of we have to move on
1: (laughs) can i can i interject for a second
2: go for it so say we
1: did not have this kind of massive I'm going to call it a black uprising, right? With the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, say we, you know, things were as normal, say we didn't have Corona, right? And it's just a regular 2020, uh, Trump is still Trumping it, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, would Biden still hit Kamala, right? Would she still be kind of the front runner? Uh, would people like Stacey Abrams or any other black woman be on the forefront? Would that conversation still be had if what's happening now didn't happen? That's just my thought. I, I think it's been time for a black woman to be uh, higher up, a woman in general. Um, I will say I did initially like Elizabeth Warren very much, Uh, still do, and I'm hoping that she can be utilized very well with Joe Biden's uh, work. Hopefully he integrates a lot of what she has, what Bernie has. Uh, My pick for her would be. Secretary of Education, but then again, we don't want her to lose her kind of Senate seat because then that kind of flips the Republican side to Massachusetts, and we need to keep the House. And <laughs> anyways, I just need my student loans gone. That's why I need her in that in that spot. Uh, but there, right. that's that's my question. That's my question. Would would these two? Would these? Would she still be kind of the front runner or the the big pick if you know things weren't happening? Um, again, I think she should be regardless of it. But would she still be? On, on the kind of the ticket or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I think some people might take that and say, yeah, that this is obviously just a, a, a public affairs type pick or whatever, right? It's, it's a good look, but I mean.
3: Yeah, well, I think you gotta look at like her sort of track record, right? Like she um, she's the center of, you know, the largest state in California. And even before, you know, COVID hit and everything, like California and Donald Trump have had this sort of like adversarial relationship uh, kamala Harris has done really great like a lot of Senate hearings you know she really uh, challenged um, Justice Brett Kavanaugh when he was being confirmed by the Senate and and she really like you know uh, showed her stuff and and uh, like Ivy said about um, the primaries she really had a great performance there and really challenged I mean even Joe Biden you know she challenged him with some things and so I think that um, there's a chance that she'd be toward the top of the list. Um, I think that if you know, the protests weren't going, maybe there might be some other calculations being made. If COVID wasn't going on, there might be some other calculations that were made. But I think Kamala uh, Harris is probably one of those names that probably would have capped uh, at the top of his list just because of how like, stellar of a, of a politician she already had been even before you know, the summer really took off the way that it kind of did. That's a good point
2: um for me i think honestly um well two things i think this is definitely a question for joe biden and you know his team like had this not happened would senator harris still be your pick um personally in my opinion i do not believe she would have been um the pick it's unfortunate however just hearing some of the voters in places like South Carolina and some of the earlier primary states, um, especially down south, just hearing the mentality that a lot of people had, you know, a lot of people wanted a candidate that could beat Trump. Um, so they weren't necessarily looking for a candidate that could get them, you know, reparations or a candidate that could get rid of their student loans. Um, a lot of people, um, at least the ones I've, you know, communicated with down south, their main focus was who can beat Trump. So, had this not happened, I honestly do not think um, the the Biden campaign would have um, selected her as the number one pick. Would she have been in the top five? Yeah, for sure. Because you know, like you know, like you guys said, she's a great candidate. Um, I think she should have been the pick, regardless of what the climate was. But. Just the reality of everything, I just don't think she would have been. Now, with that being said, you know, I do feel like everything happens for a reason. Um, I feel like we are in the current climate that we're in. You know, everything happened, um, whereas we could all see, you know, the injustices with, um, in so many ways, you know, but primarily with the police department. I think because that happened, it all happened for a reason, and this is where we are now. So because, you know, this is where we are now, we cannot let this chance go by
0: and we have to you know, make sure we take advantage of it. Also, I wanna point out amongst many uh, snafus or gas from Joe Biden, his biggest one was when he said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. You're not black. <laughs> so at that point, I can't remember if this was before the George Floyd in the George Floyd murder and the protests, I can't remember the sequence of events, but once he said that, I knew that if he he had no choice what to put a black woman BP. He already promised us a woman. And as soon as he said that, I "I knew it would be a black woman. So shout out to Joe Biden, shout out to Senator Harris, whose episode is dedicated to, and also shout out to Auntie Liz, get her on. Secretary of Education or something, we do need those student loans forgiven and those reparations given out. All right, thank you too for the nice opening round through the first quarter. Now we're gonna move into a little game, a little fun game I came up with. No, you were not prompted for it, but that's okay. That makes the answers even better. It is the over-under game. So we'll give both of you a chance to answer. Over-under, 51% chance we get a ski or a pinky pose from Kamala during inauguration? Hmm. We'll start with Ivy.
2: The ski probably not. The pinky, most definitely.
3: How about you, Ethan? Uh, I, I definitely think there will be a ski coming out of the crowd um, at inauguration, but I think I'm with Ivy. I think we'll probably, we, at most we'll get a pinky pose or maybe like some pink and green on, but I don't know that we're going to get a ski we from, from the White House. But I don't know. I could be wrong. She uh, she gave her speech the other night, and she played Mary J. Blige right after. So, oh, I don't know. Maybe she's going to go. Uh, I can't remember what the song was. Now I have to look it up again. So, um, so what's, what's what's your... Out,
0: A.K.A. and uh, HBCUs. She Missing did. Blige. Go ahead and it. No, I
1: was going to say, shout out to Ethan with the said talk mug. I see it, bro. I appreciate you. Uh... Which, I was going to say, what's the percentage, you know, over, under 50%. I said
0: over, under 51%. Okay,
1: okay, gotcha,
0: gotcha. What is your What is your uh, take, set?
1: Uh, I'm going to go under on this one, uh, and I'm, you know, just because... Uh, I think she wants to still keep it a little classy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope, I like I hope to God, because they've had, like when she was initially running for the president, you know, announced her for the presidency, they had a forum and her sorrows are there and they got a ski weight and it got this like awkward uh, reaction from white people because they didn't know what was going on or whatever. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I think they called it a shriek. (laughs) <laughs> versus oh, uh, uh, versus the ski we obviously because they didn't know, a yeah i think they called it a shriek whoever the reporter was uh who and wrote the article like it, it was just very you know
2: they ain't ready yeah they not ready.
1: yeah so here's <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go under i'm gonna go under i could see a higher one for the pinky pose maybe like if she's posing with like you know uh Citizens and stuff like that. They jump in there, throw up the pinky. She gonna do it too. But the ski we, uh, I'm gonna go under on that one.
0: All right, there you have it. The odds have we got an over for the pinky pose, which I know is not the official term. So please forgive me. That's fine. Look at that. Down. And we got an under for the ski we. All right, over under fifty one percent chance. Someone shouts, H.U. From the crowd during the inauguration. Oh yeah, for sure. From so the what, crowd. Over or over. under?
3: Over. So over. All right, Ivy says over. What do you got, Ethan? Oh yeah, over. We're having we're having uh we're having Howard homecoming at the inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an over for sure. <laughs> Say
1: it. Yeah, I'm definitely going over it. You know, honestly, it's it's like I think Howard alums have been waiting their whole life for this moment. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely like 100 percent. Like they're drinking water. They're drinking tea. Like they're waiting for this one moment. You know what I'm saying? What's that song? Uh, Whitney Houston had, I think. One moment in time or something like that. Like they're yeah. waiting. Yeah, this is
0: it. <laughs> All right. Bonus over under. Kamala gives them the, you know, afterwards. <laughs> oh.
2: Come back to me. Come
0: back to me. <laughs> Sam, we'll start with you. Over under. 50% chance. She gives them
1: the, you know, afterwards. I'm going, I'm going over. I'm going over. Okay. Oh, you
0: going for
3: it.
1: I'm going over. And why? Because... <laughs> you know i feel like it would be such a historical moment like she's going to continue to make history and she's going to continue to have these moments that like stand out for her as a woman as a black woman as an indian american black woman all these moments are so huge that she's going to just throw the icing on the on the cake right there so it's probably like 55 56 maxed out at 60% but i think she gives it
0: that's what's up ethan care comment? <laughs>
3: No comment, no comment.
2: So I'm thinking this one through. Um, So I hope she does it. And here's why because I need her to be unapologetically black, you know? And I feel like this is a way for her to be herself and show the American people and everybody else looking, you know, and watching. Because you know, this is going to be huge. Everyone's going to be watching. I want them to see that she's black and, you know, accept it. So I hope she does it. Will she? I don't know. She's a funny person. Like I've been following her and I hear some of the comments she makes in town halls and some of the stuff she's been saying in some of the Zoom she's been on with um, Alpha Kappa Alpha. So she's definitely a funny person. So I can see it happening. I'm hoping she does it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: I will say over slightly. All right, we have two overs. All right, Senator Harris, let's get that. Get that uh, hour call now. Okay, let's go back into a little more serious topics and that'll be, we're gonna focus a little more on her policy or Joe Biden's policy. So my first question, we'll let let Ivy answer this one. What do you think Kamala will focus on as vice president?
2: So, I hope she focuses, like I said earlier, on everything black. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I really do hope she, you know, realizes that now is the time everyone's listening, you know, um, people that said they're in our corner are actually out here and showing everyone that they are. So, I do hope, you know, she has a serious focus on um, everything economically, you know, in every way you can think of, I hope. Um, she focuses on you know every policy that could assist and help Black families. Um, I feel like even with um, you know everything that we've been seeing, all the the Black men that and women that have been dying, you know, at the hands of the police. Um, I want her to push for uh, police reform. I want her to push for reparations. Um, honestly, I feel like. When President Obama won, we didn't push him enough to, you know, put out this pro-black legislation. Um, And I feel like a lot of black people, we were misguided. We didn't think he could. We didn't think he had the ability. Um, And that's not everyone, Um, but a lot of people just didn't think it was possible. But now that we we see anything is possible, including you know the negative, (laughs) including crazy stuff. So I really hope that um, you know. Senator Harris just breaks out, you know, out of the norm and does not do business as usual and just focus on everything black.
1: You know, I think a lot of people, just kind of expected Obama to do that in his administration. They just expected it. First black president, you know, what I'm saying monumental moments. Like you, you got to go pro-black. You got to drop the reparations con- conversation every every meeting and and every opportunity you get. Drop reparations. So I think that is part of the reason why a lot of people, uh, black people, have expressed their I don't want to say displeasure, but a little bit of disappointment in the administration. Uh, Overall, compared to what we got now, it's night and day. Obviously, but um, yeah, I think definitely you're right, Ivy. We got to push. Um, we have to demand much more for our uh, ourselves as Black people, and demand even more from our political, um, you know, those in office. Yeah, I, I
3: agree. I think um, one of the things that. Um, She obviously shows a lot of passion around us, you know, her her background as a criminal prosecutor and and interested in the criminal justice system, which we all know how that disproportionately affects, you know, black and brown people. And so I think one of the places that she'll probably um, focus a lot of her attention is probably on the criminal justice system. I'd love to see, like, something around, like, uh, bail reform or getting rid of cash bail altogether Um, and, you know, just um, different... uh, Mandatory minimum sentencing laws, like getting rid of those sorts of things, and uh, like Ivy said about um, you know uh, really focusing on like police reform and, and crackdown where the police um, you know violate uh, citizens' rights um, in the streets. And so I think that um, criminal justice it's already something that that she you know has talent for. She has background in, um, and you know maybe like education as well might be something else that she focuses a lot on. Another place where um, you know, black people need a lot of support around public education. So hopefully uh, she'll get into that as well and, and we'll start to see some real changes there. So um, I think probably those uh, criminal justice and education I think is probably where gonna put most of her focus or where I hope to see a lot of her focus. Do you think
0: she'll be put in charge of prosecuting the crimes of the Trump administration if the Biden administration chooses to go that route?
3: um maybe i don't know how much the the vice president does that kind of thing i feel like it really depends on who like the attorney general was um and hopefully we have somebody who's you know going to be like really uh dogmatic about you know uh cracking down on a lot of the sort of corruption i know like in the news today even there was like more people from the trump campaign who just you know got arrested for um different like fraud crimes that they committed um, as part of you know uh, working with the Trump administration or after um, sort of like misrepresenting, you know, the the uh, to the public like you know where monies were going and that sort of thing. I think they were trying to fund the border wall and go fund me or something and they got arrested for that. So hopefully um, you know like I said Kamal Harris has kind of been uh really Cracking down on uh, holding accountable like the Trump administration from the Senate. So I'm sure she'll, if if she gets a chance to be vice president, I'm sure she'll have, you know, an outspoken role and like, you know, really trying to um, get to the bottom of like the sort of corruption that we've been seeing the past four years.
0: So you guys touched on it during your responses, but do you see her? being able to push Joe Biden for more pro-black or black-only legislation. So Joe Biden did come out with a racial equity plan. I did not read the whole thing because I'm not that into politics, but uh, I read an article about it and I saw the things in it and it seemed to be pretty Uh, basic is a, I don't want to say basic, I'll give him more credit than that, but the thing I look for in these like black-only legislation, I'm looking for reparations. (laughs) So I did not see that, and I believe Joe Biden has said in the past he does not believe in reparations. So where do you see, do you see uh, Kamala kind of pushing him more in the reparations direction or more in a uh, black only le- legislation.
2: Um, I definitely think she can encourage him to um, push a little more and you know dig a little deeper. I feel like even in looking at the debates, how much she was able to push him in the debates, I feel like you know her personality, her um, will, her determination, and her you know can-do attitude. I think all of those are the reason. The reasons he selected her um so i feel like because she was able to push him in that way and challenge him in that way i think as his partner now you know as his vp um she'll still be able to you know encourage him to do more and to dig deeper and to um seek more for um for black families so yeah i do think she'll be very um um monumental and, and very vocal in that
3: yeah and um in addition to that uh one of kamala Harris's like really close uh allies in the Senate is uh Cory Booker, and he actually has this uh this plan for what he calls like baby bonds they're these bonds that um would go to like i think it's like uh mostly to low income children which i mean, obviously would be a lot of uh uh minority children um but like mm-hmm. These bonds that get set up um, for for uh, children, and I think that that might be something that she really um, probably will push for as like you know a, a form of reparations. And um, I mean, obviously, she has you know the Howard education. I feel like you can't go through Howard without learning about you know the contributions that Black people made to this country, and and having a, a serious like conversation about you know um, sort of like. Uh, how to reconcile like slavery and past discriminations. And I mean, she, again, you know, she's, she's a lawyer. So I mean, she knows that, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, reckoning in society that we still um, have to do around, you know, just just the ways that past injustices have affected, you know, the life outcomes for black people and, and disproportionately beneficial Um, outcomes for for a lot of American institutions and for a lot of uh, white people um, more broadly and so hopefully she'll be able to push Joe Biden um, on those issues. I think he's got a sense of it. You know, he did, uh, obviously he was vice president to the first black president, so hopefully there's a sense of of race and discrimination and a lot of his allies in government are are black-like Congressman Clyburn, so hopefully he'll... um, he will be he will feel some pressure and i mean that's something that we as the public are gonna have to do too is really uh pressure uh the the biden uh white house to to really take a look at um black issues and to really respond to them in a in a substantive and, and a concrete sort of way
0: that's right if they are elected the work does not stop we need to keep with this pressure if we got to storm the White House, then let's do it. Not literally storm, just protest outside of it peacefully and not get arrested because police reform still has not taken place. All right, we will now move on to another fun round. This round will go into Kamala's grief <laughs> So I was able to do some research and I believe I found what her line name is? Oh wow! So
1: this should be good.
0: But that mean, and I will tell, I will tell everybody. But one of the things I know me and Setter like to do is just come up with Greek line names. We do. <laughs> so if you have, if you had to guess, what would you give
3: uh, Kamala as a line name? The most creative one wins. I've been thinking a lot about this, so. I got a couple I got like three that I've come up with I'm not sure um so maybe I, uh accomplished like accomplished ah uh, okay
0: okay
3: <laughs> Uh she's a lawyer so maybe uh what was the other I had like adjudicated oh man that's good was that's oh, good oh that is good that's good <laughs> oh, the lawyer terms
1: the right. lawyer All terms right. are nice <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, those are like the, the main two. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Okay. Said, do you
0: have anything? You are usually the guru for this. I
1: I do. So while we've been talking, I've been thinking and, and, uh, Ethan Goodwin was adjudicated. I like that. Um, I, you know, I had the opportunity to take like a short law class once and, uh, learn some terms, a lot of legal terms and stuff like that. Um, But off the top and the ones I thought of political, so I have the A.K.A. in there. And here's the things about A.K.A. line names. They will stick a K or an A.K.A. in everything, even if it doesn't really flow that well. They're going to stick it in there. All right. So political. Uh, obviously, after in there, you got the A.K.A. My other one is constitutional Ivy. They love putting Ivy at the end of things as well. And then the other one I have is Democratic Pearl. So A.K.A. is still spread out within there. Um uh, my last one is probably court of appeals with a k. Oh,
0: that's a good one. With a k. <laughs>
1: that's my last one. You I didn't just
0: see my face with that court of appeals.
1: <laughs> I just came up with that last one. Like literally I like that. Literally two seconds ago. That was off the top. <laughs> I like
0: that. That's dope. All right. And Ivy, did you have anything or do you want to sit this round out? No,
2: I'm I'm gonna sit this one out because I already know what it is. Well, so. you
0: being the the AKA in the room, would you like to choose oh, the yeah. winner of the most creative?
2: That's hard.
0: I think it's between adjudicated and court of appeals. Yes.
2: I will agree. I think those are the top. <laughs> um because i can't i can't i, I can't, can't choose uh-uh. i'm just I'm, i was about to use logic and i'm not going to do that <laughs> and just be like well logically speaking her role was this but no
0: those are both really good um i can't pick. you have to pick I'm glad you did not use logic because that does not prevail on this podcast. It doesn't. Oh, ever. Not during this segment, at least. I will choose adjudicated. Okay. Because I just did not see that coming. And I, I can really see that on the back of somebody's shirt. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I have to give you that. Like, I, I legit have to give you that. I'm going to uh, do some more research and tweet some of these out on our, our yeah. Twitter page. So be sure to follow us at, at said underscore talk on Twitter. And I will be sure to tweet some of these out as well. That's a good one as we come up with more.
0: I could only find one source with her name and it was um, the Houston Chronicle and I believe they did an interview with one of her line sisters and she in that article claimed to have given her her name which was C-Cubed Calm Cool Collected. And that made sense to me because that's definitely how she comes across um, on interviews uh, another fun fact about Kamala, she was a Kappa sweetheart. And for those who are unfamiliar, she played Spring 80, 19 in the Spring 86 at Howard University, Alpha Chapter. The name of the line is 38 Jewels of iridescent splendor. Okay. And that is from the AKA Alpha Chapter website. So I believe that
3: to be correct.
1: All pretty right. accurate. Pretty
3: credible. So I I heard she, she was eighty six. She might actually have pledged the same year my mom did, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. My mom wasn't alpha chapter, but yeah, I think around the same time at uh John C. Smith in Charlotte. So Oh that's the Nice, nice. out uh, to the AKs.
0: Uh, uh, thanks for playing. Name that Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I heard she is still
1: active. Uh still active. Um
0: Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah we found out she went to the Pink Ice Gala, which is in God. uh the AK chapters throw in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. So she was a Everybody
1: everybody goes good. to that thing, man. That is a legit. <laughs> Function like yeah. Barack and Michelle been there, like the elite of black people have been through the pink ice ball, man. So
3: I gotta get my tickets yeah. next time.
1: Little old Columbia, man. We you got what you were saying, though. Yeah. Yes,
0: pink guys, pink ice gala ball. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Nice. All right, we'll go back into s- some more political questions. Do you think Joe Biden? If elected, runs again
3: in twenty twenty four. So I I actually don't. I think that I think that part of his reasoning behind choosing Kamala Harris was to you know um, sort of say like this is the person that you know I want to continue uh, the the legacy of like the Democrats party the Democratic Party or or uh, yeah I, I don't think I think he'll hand off the, the time to. Kamala Harris to, um, instead of running again.
2: For me, I hope that's what he does, but I honestly think he will run again. Um, I think, well, here's the, here's my reasoning. Um, in 2016, we all wanted, you know, Biden to run then. Um, he didn't. However, we also thought because he did not run, his time was up. Like that's it. Okay. He's going to, you know, hang it up. He's not going to do this that's not the case, you know, despite his age, despite what people think he is running, you know, and like, you know, he's going for it. So I honestly think if he gets the opportunity to be the president, he is not going to sit out when he could be in there for eight years. I honestly think he's going to take advantage of it. And he's going to, I mean, not in a bad way, but, you know, I think he's going to stay um, the full eight years if he can. And eventually, I do think Senator Harris is going to, you know, run after him. But um, just personally, I think he's going to stick it out for as long as he can.
3: Oh yeah, that would. um, If history memory serves me correctly, I think that would make him like literally the oldest president ever. It
2: will.
0: It will.
3: He'd be like. I think he already will be though uh, if he's elected. If elected,
0: him or Trump
3: will be the yeah.
0: president ever elected. Wow! <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely time for a changing of the guard.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> After this one,
0: getting back to the by potential Biden Harris administration, and we believe we touched on it a little bit. But do you see any other uh, Democrats who were running for president getting spots in the administration? We mentioned Elizabeth Warren, but what about Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, or maybe anybody else that I haven't mentioned, maybe some other uh, people out there, maybe Stacey Abrams, Val Demings, people who are on the short list for VP or anybody else I might not mention, any known figures that might end up with a spot in the Biden-Harris administration.
2: All of them. I think everyone that we currently see, you know, who is vocal right now, who is, you know, on the stage at the DNC convention, um, who is throwing all of their support towards, you know, Biden and Harris. I think all of these people are, you know, basically, this is their campaign to be a part of the administration. Like, (laughs) they're showing. Biden and Harris said, hey, I'm with you, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to make sure my constituents get out, you know, the vote for you and to pay them back. They're going to get a seat, you know, either in his cabinet or in some way, you know, higher up than what they currently are. So all the names you just listed, I think they're all going to be um, in the running for something secretary of something. You list, you name it. Like there's a secretary (laughs) of everything. So they all will, you know, take one of those seats. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're Cory Booker, did you mention him? I think he'll be in there. Um, there was one name you did not. Did you list Bernie Sanders? For sure. Um, I think all the people that are, you know, popular from this um, Democratic, you know, um, the campaign, you know, from running, I think all those people are going to
3: have a, a spot in the the Biden-Harris administration. Yeah. Um, so I think I like what said said about um, about uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren and the uh, Department of Education. I mean, she's had like experience being a teacher, and um, she actually gave a speech earlier this week at the Democratic Convention about um, you know her uh, her passion for teaching and her vision for like universal pre-K. Um, she's talked a lot about uh, student loan forgiveness which you know I could I could really use some of that personally, <laughs> um, <Can you laughs> but I think she's like a, a really talented and like thoughtful person around like coming up with like plans for like different policies and laws and stuff I think it would be great to have you know someone who who thinks like Elizabeth Warren thinks um, in charge of you know making public education better for for all our children all our students um, I think, uh, I'm not sure about Cory Booker actually uh, only because um, so if Kamala Harris is in the White House and um, then Cory Booker would be basically like the only black senator Um, and I don't know if he'd want to leave the Senate and not like have any black senators so um, I think he might try to stick around uh, maybe if uh, if if whoever places anybody who leaves the Senate is black, maybe he'll leave um, then. But um, I think he might try to stay around the Senate and and make some change there. Uh, Kind of same with uh, Bernie Sanders too. I think that, um, I think he'll want to be in the Senate and just kind of really pressure the administration to to do a lot of things and to to move um, the way that the people, people want to see the White House move. But other than that, I I pretty much agree. I think a lot of folks will um, be in the the Biden White House, the Biden government. um, And uh, I think it's probably just a matter of like where they end up. Um, But I think a lot of them will be there. If
0: Cory Booker or Bernie Sanders were to leave their seats and go to the administration in some capacity, Do you feel that there will be a Democrat there to fill their seat or will it be an up for grabs
3: type of situation? Well, uh, so I think with Cory Booker, he's in New Jersey and that's a pretty Democratic state. um, So there's probably a lot of people on like the back bench, probably similar to like if uh, Congressman Clyburn were to leave and there'd be a lot of people, uh, a lot of Democrats that would be in line to yeah. take over for him. <laughs> and um, uh, with uh, Senator Sanders, I guess he's from Vermont, I guess that's pretty uh, Democratic too. I think the other Senator from Vermont is a Democrat, So there's probably uh, people, the one that actually um, probably would, would uh, take some consideration is Elizabeth Warren because the The governor of massachusetts is a republican and so he might want to replace her with another republican but it's a pretty i lived in boston it's a pretty democratic place so um i i don't know how long the republican replacement for elizabeth warren would last before the people would just vote him out and replace him with a democrat all right i got one last
0: serious question but before we go back well i should say not serious let's start a serious it's a more one last political question but I do want to touch on Kamala's identity because that was a big topic amongst everybody and especially black people. I felt part of it, that was part of the reason why black people did not get behind her for president so but before I allow our guests to comment, I do want to give five reasons that make Kamala black or why she should be considered black.
1: Besides her skin tone.
0: Besides the fact that she has a black father. So I don't like to judge blackness because it comes in all shapes, sizes, forms, creeds, colors. But black people judge blackness all the time. So these are going to be my five reasons. Kamala is black, starting with number five. She went to Howard, HBCU, historically black college or university. (laughs) Yes, white people go to them, but not that many. And then not only do black people go here, like black people have a choice to go to a white school and many of us do. But Kamala chose to go 3,000 miles across the country to go to a black school. The Mecca. Number five, she went to Howard. Give her her prize. She came into the South Carolina Democratic Convention to a drum line and dance. There's video of this. I was like, that's gotta be the blackest thing I've ever seen. She basically drum measured her way into the South Carolina Democratic Convention. And USC black blacks still didn't show her no love. They don't get no black in the man. I'm sorry. Number three, she went to Howard. I think I mentioned that already. <laughs> <laughs> Howard is the mecca of black universities. It is the crown jewel. Like It is. The people I've met from Howard just tend to be a little more woke than other black people. I mean, it's Howard. Number it two, she pledged, a.k.a., and she was a cat's sweetheart. I think we need to note for our non-Greek listeners that pledging Kappa Sweetheart is like pledging a Kappa fan club, like an auxiliary group is like another level of (laughs) Greekdom.
1: It's a new commitment.
0: Everybody knows about, well, most people do know about the Divine Nine, but when you get into that Auxiliary, second layer. Like it's another layer of Greekdom, and therefore this. another layer, another layer of black Greekdom. Therefore, another layer of blackness. Yep. she pledged two things. If not, because <laughs> I believe at black schools you have to pledge everything: your
1: dorm, your major, uh, <laughs> your meal plan. Everything gets pledged at a black school.
0: Oh yeah. So shout out to Senator Harris for that. And the number one reason, drum roll, please. She went to Howard. (laughs) 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 Kamala is black, her daddy black, that's all you need. We got it. I think we got the picture. Mm -hmm. And I will kick it to our guests to comment on anything involving not only her identity that people disagree with, but her background. And then the ridiculous notion that Kamala was a cop. So I'll start with Ivy. I mean,
2: I mean, like you said, we're Black people. We criticize and we, you know, say stuff about our own people. However, I feel like in this case, most of us, the the top five reasons you just listed, you know, why she's Black, we get that. Like, we know she's Black the people the naysayers are a lot of what i'm hearing is coming from non-blacks like saying because you know a parent was in like it's just ridiculous and i really do feel like because she's a black female she's being held to this higher standard like to be black you have to be black like stop if you have one drop of black you're black and if you're associating yourself with other black people you're black like you know a lot of, a lot of what we're hearing now, we heard for President Obama, um, because he's half white, but he is married to a black queen. He has two black kids. Like, yes, his mom's white, but he, you know, has been around and he associates himself with black people. Like, let's just call it what it is. If if they are holding themselves out to be black, then they're black. Like, if we are accepting them, you know, when it comes to AKA and and being a part of the Howard alumni and everything else is black, then they're black. So I feel like it's just an excuse. and It's just another um, wrench that, you know, non-blacks who are racist are throwing into, you know, this whole um, process. But I feel like we can't allow that to throw us off and we can't allow that to um, miss the mark. And it's just a bunch of hoopla that we need to ignore and stay on topic. And the topic is, you know, Biden and Harris needs to be in the White House. So we just need to concentrate on that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I feel like you left off your list, Justin, was that uh, she's had oxtails before, which uh, is <laughs> hella black, especially for D.C. <laughs> I'll like be uh immigrant folks to live around here, like if if you've had oxtail, you're you're pretty black. <laughs> um, but I think that's like another part of it that um that we haven't really uh had a public conversation around. It's just like, you know, Caribbean folks like um came to uh America, maybe um maybe to America, like the the United States, um, you know, on their own volition as as uh as like immigrants of choice but I mean they didn't come to the western hemisphere that way you know they came uh and from Africa just like the rest of us um and so I think that um you know to say that she doesn't have this like connection to to that heritage of of being oppressed or being discriminated against I think that's just kind of foolish um but yeah I mean you know she she's obviously you know um consider herself a black Woman and, and been probably treated as a black woman and a lot of space that she's been in and just because you know she has other heritage as well it doesn't take away from you know who she is as, as a black woman who she is as she, as she identifies um, I think you said something about her uh, her being a cop um, I guess that's like her uh, her self-identified as like the top cop in California when she was you know the prosecutor of California. Um, and I'd encourage people to, to actually sort of look into, you know, her record and what she did as a prosecutor. She actually did some really great things, um, especially around like the housing crisis. Uh, she was able to sue the big banks and get a large settlement for people who lost their homes um, and, you know, protecting, you know, uh, women who were victims of domestic violence and, and actually reducing uh, recidivism rate—the return rate that uh, uh, of repeat offenders of people who people who had committed crimes like didn't commit uh, a second or third crime and get, end up back in prison. Um, and I think again, like you know, a lot of the a lot of things she says now, um, in a lot of ways that she wants to move uh, in in her new office um, uh, if she if she does become vice president, um, it, it shows that you know she really thinks about. Um, what's best for, for black people, what's best for America, and especially like, uh, what's, what's best for you know, changing our criminal justice system so that we have a, a better system and, and um, we're not just victimizing poor people or victimizing black people all the time. Uh, so I think, I mean, doesn't get much blacker than, than caring about justice.
2: And I do want to comment on that because I hear a lot of people, um, and not a lot. I'm just hearing it and reading about it, but people saying they can't vote for her because she was a prosecutor, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, as a former litigator myself, um, like early in my legal career, um, when you are just coming out of law school and you're getting a job and you're told this is your job, you have to be a litigator, you have to prosecute or defend or whatever you're doing, you are doing your job. Um, I feel like for her, you know, as a prosecutor, she was doing her job and a lot of people, you know, are saying, you know, she put, she disproportionately put, you know, black people in jail. But my response to that is a lot of the laws that are enacted are enacted by elected officials. Um, A lot of these elected officials are white men. They are creating the laws, they are creating the rules that prosecutors have to enact and have to follow and they have to do their job and they have to, you know, if someone, you know, robbed a liquor store and there's a law that says you can't rob the liquor store, you're going to go to jail for X amount of years, they have to follow that. Um, So instead of saying, I can't vote for her because I feel like, you know, people should, like Ethan said, do the research find out the positive things she did do and realize and understand that she was you know just doing her job and instead of complaining we need to start voting more at the local level. Um, we need to vote for people who are going to change and enact laws that don't disproportionately affect our people um, instead of blaming you know people that were doing their job and try, basically trying to eat. So I just wanted to comment on that.
3: Absolutely. That's good stuff. Thank
0: you for y'all's comments. And the last question we're going to use to wrap up is who wins the presidential election and why? And before you guys comment, I will give my response. And I believe Biden and Harris will win the presidency and vice presidency. And for two reasons. I believe Trump was going to win again if the pandemic had not occurred. But since we are in a pandemic state and it has been clear as day that the administration has consistently lied and mishandled this whole situation, it has pretty much affected everybody. Everybody. Like up to this point, all the things that were happening did not affect everybody. But this pandemic affected everybody. Also, because Trump mishandled this pandemic, he got college football canceled in the following swing states, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And I might've missed one, and there's gonna be more to follow. I don't believe college football is gonna be able to pull this off. But those crucial states will not have their college football and they need to be angry about it, because it's wrong.
3: Right. small, so. Absolutely. I think I think Arizona is the one you missed, or one of the ones you missed.
0: Oh, Arizona. Yeah. I'm not sure how big they are into football, but yes, their college football is also canceled, and maybe their college basketball, which they are more into. So, I will let Ethan give <laughs> his prediction for the presidential election.
3: Well, I think, you know, 2016, time to say anything up? Except- predictions are probably not the way to go. But I do uh, think that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's chances look really bright. Um, you know, like you said, uh, the the uh, COVID response has just been uh, the latest in a long line of, of just horribly bungled like decisions and reactions by. This president and this government and this administration, I think people—it's just the people have had enough. I mean, we're we're literally trapped in our houses and have been for like the better part of the last year, um, and it's just untenable. We don't have someone who can who can do the job of president, and, and you know Joe Biden's worked with uh, President Obama, and Kamala Harris has worked, and again the largest state in the country and. I think that um, I think they have the leadership qualities that it takes to to um, to get us through this storm and to get us onto a brighter path. And um, so I'm hopeful, um, and I won't use the word predict, but I think they have a really good chance. Because you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is like we have to get out there and vote, and we have to get our our folks to vote, our neighbors to vote, our Relatives to vote, and um, we gotta make this happen for ourselves. So, um, that's that's my piece. Very political of you,
0: Ivy. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm definitely praying that Biden and Harris win, but I am choosing to keep my head down and stay humble. Um, I am, you know, I'm gonna get out the vote. I'm gonna be a part of my wonderful sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and help get out the vote um, and make sure, you know, I do my part. Um, But at the end of the day, we can, we don't know what you know, other people, and you know who I'm talking about, we don't know what they're gonna do. But I am, you know, hopeful. I am praying, you know, that they do win. But like I said, I'm gonna keep my head down,
0: stay humble, and just do my heart. You heard it here first.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Is that it for us, Justin? That is it. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, I will say that um, I think Biden, Harris 2020 definitely happens. Uh, I think Trump just did so bad that like it, it just can't it can't happen again. Even people who were high on Trump and voted for him and probably defended him through the first kind of two, two and a half years of this. were like, yeah, I'll give him a second shot. But this pandemic thing has really just, you know, flushed it down the toilet for him so Biden Harris 2020 and I also like to say that the brothers of Alpha File for Fraternity Incorporated who has a program called A Voteless People is a hopeless people will also be helping people get to the polls and being registered to vote uh as well so with that being said uh I hope y'all enjoyed this preseason episode I think our co-host Justin has made it through the first round of cuts of training camp so we'll keep him on as well um contract issues are still being worked out I believe so we're, we're getting there uh, as well so here's a taste of what the season two is gonna be y'all we are back we're better we're going higher for you I'm so excited for all the great things we got coming and I really appreciate y'all once again for rocking with us uh, shout out to everybody from season one if you're jumping on for season two welcome you know thank you for liking Sharing and subscribing, uh, and we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you rock with us all season. Share with your friends, your family members, and everything else. So, listen to said talk on all of your favorite platforms with a few simple clicks. Visit your Instagram and our Twitter pages at said underscore talk. Hit that follow button, then click the link in the bio and visit the said talk website. All right, where you'll find season one. And as we drop season two episodes, you'll find those there for your listening pleasure. If you like said talk and want to see it flourish, which you should uh, be sure to click the link in the bio and then click support said talk. Here you can now send monthly donations to us dollar, $2, $9, 10 whatever you want to send, we'll take it. Uh, this helps us get better equipment for the show, uh, better graphics for social media, and maybe cover a student loan payment or two until Senator Warren gets rid of those, right? Uh, <laughs> all you have to do is put in your card info and forget it, just like the gym membership that you forget you have and don't go to. Uh, big shout out to our merchandise partners at DR Designing. Said Talk Tees are available by email. Email creates for you at gmail shop their instagram page at dr designing get all your personalized creations there lastly be sure to follow my nonprofit organization palmetto pride sports a 501c3 low-cost tra- club and travel sports organization dedicated to exposing minority youth to sports with low minority representation these sports include but are not limited to lacrosse volleyball soccer baseball softball and tennis we seek to develop versatile citizens through education exposure and empowerment so follow us on instagram at Palmetto Pride 803 on Twitter at Pride Sports 803, and visit our website www.palmettopridesports.org to learn more and most importantly to donate. All donations are tax deductible. So there you go. that's helps you out. Tax season coming around. So that's all I got. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. And as always, thank you for listening.